think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast. Podcast from Over the Monster Network where we recap the series that just ended. And boy, are we going to have a lot of fun doing that and preview the series coming up for the Red Sox. Yet another four-game series, this time against Toronto. Shelley. Uh, for a long time today, we thought we were going to be in a bad mood recording this podcast, but boy, did that change. Uh, yeah, that that really, that, that changed very quickly. Um, this series was just an absolute delight to watch. It sure was. Let's jump on in. Game one, the return of Tanner Houck versus Jordan Montgomery, and Houck looked very good. Uh, four and two-thirds innings, struck out eight and gave up no earned runs. Only one unearned run. Man, did he look good. Uh, yeah. I mean, he looked just amazing. This is really not what I expected him to look like. Uh, but it was it was really great to see. And just knowing how kind of like the back end of our rotation has been a little bit suspect. Um, just seeing him strike out eight Yankees was just, you know, awesome. Yeah, I would have liked to see him get a little bit further. Get 87 pitches in that four and two-thirds. Um, but the good news is we're going to get to get another look at him. But it is really nice to have that kind of reinforcement there and depth in the, the rotation, which is not something they've had in a while. feels really good. Um, on the other side, Jordan Montgomery actually pitched pretty well 
as well. Uh, five and two-thirds, only three hits, one walk, six strikeouts, no runs. All the Red Sox damage came off of the bullpen, which uh, used to be really good for the Yankees, but is now <laughs> absolutely imploding, and we love it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ottavino um, struggled a bit himself, giving up two runs. But then, as we mentioned, Chad Green uh, allowed the Red Sox to tie it in the bottom of the ninth after a, I believe it was a Kike Hernandez double mm-hmm. uh, that allowed that to tie the game. And then the bullpen continued to get worse. A uh, wild pitch allowed Rafael Devers to tie it. And then a Hunter Renfro sack fly, and the Red Sox walk it off. A uh, lot of hits here uh, coming after uh, Montgomery left. But Verdugo went 3-4. for four. Dahlbuck had a multi-hit game. And Kike Hernandez uh, had a 3-run double. Nice day for him. Yep. Um other than how, what, did you have any uh, other takeaways from this game? Um, not really. Um, it was a really nice come from, quote unquote, like come from behind wind. Um, the, you know, both teams kind of looked okay and then didn't look okay uh, towards the end. Um, but I'm glad that the Red Sox were able to pull it out. Indeed. Uh, other pitchers. Uh, Josh Taylor. Inning in a third, two strikeouts. Darwin's Hernandez, inning, two strikeouts. Adovino, we mentioned his struggles. Yaxel Rios, who got the win, uh, an inning, only a walk. And then Matt Barnes for, uh, actually, never mind, Matt Barnes was credited with the win. Um, who is now 5-2 and two after an inning and a strikeout. Solid performance of the bullpen backing up Hauk there. Uh, obviously, you know, two walks from Adovino, bit of a struggle. But what does having uh Tanner Houck in the joining the starting rotation here for this stretch mean for um the bullpen as well as just the the starting pitching um it means a whole lot um because I mean this is the week that the trade deadline it I mean this is the last week right and our my biggest want um for the Red Sox is some type of pitching whether it's starting pitching whether it's relieving just something and just knowing that Hulk just threw um like a really really good game against the Yankees it makes me feel a little bit better that maybe we don't have to go all you know full board and just like totally blow thing uh, blow everyone out of the water so it just it yeah. just it's so reassuring Totally agree. Game two. Uh, it started out Eduardo Rodriguez versus Garrett Cole and quickly turned into Garrett Cole versus Phillips Valdez. And boy, did he hold his own. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez left uh, in the second inning, I believe, with uh, mm-hmm. migraine after giving up a double. And then Phillips Valdez followed going three innings, allowing one hit, striking out seven. <laughs> what a performance from Valdez. I, I, I couldn't believe this game. Like, as soon as, you know, you're seeing um, Erod, like, on the mound, just... At first, I thought that he was, like, hurt. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, underscore, like, what a migraine feels like. Um, But I'm glad it was only a migraine because I seriously thought that he was hurt. But he comes out the game, and then Valdez comes in. We haven't seen him in a while, um, and we're going up against Cole. I'm just like, okay, let's just toss this up. We lost this game. Um, but gosh darn it, man. Vardy's made me look like an idiot. Dude was amazing. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I was kind of going the same way where I felt like, um, it was a lot of bullpen 
use and going straight to Valdez, who was just recently called up. I didn't feel great about it, but he held his own. And then Rafael Devers gave the Red Sox the lead, hitting a 101-mile-an-hour pitch off Garrett Cole out for a homer, his first of the day. Uh, really kind of started to turn the tide. And this is now um, the Red Sox kind of have Garrett Cole's number this year, yeah. which feels really darn good. Yep, yep, I totally agree. And honestly, just seeing Devers hit any type of like extremely high velocity uh, fastball or whatever off a Yankee is just so comforting. Because it used to be him and Chapman where he hit that ball. It was a yeah. couple years ago, right? And yeah, now it was like we 103. Have, yeah, and now we have that with Garrett Cole. I'm like, this is this is delightful. God bless you, Devers. It sure is. Extend him immediately. Yes. Forever. <laughs> Um, the rest of the bullpen that followed, Yaxel Rios got credit for the win. Two innings, two walks, and a strikeout. Whitlock followed with an inning and a strikeout. Then Darwin's and Hernandez, an inning and two strikeouts. And Brandon Workman finished it off with uh, an inning and a run. Uh, and no strike, no strikeouts, no walks. Then on to game three. Nathan Evaldi versus Jamison Tyon. This one uh, started out with Evaldi looking like himself his ace of all the status um and then ran into a bit of a an ouchie there in the eighth inning i believe um yeah eighth inning um where he got pulled seven and two thirds uh seven hits two runs eight strikeouts no walks and it was uh, those two runs were charged him in the eighth he had seven shutout innings and was cruising um Bit of conversation on Twitter, though, on whether or not Evaldi should have been pulled earlier or even left in to finish the eighth. Uh, where did you land on that? How do you think Cora used Evaldi there at the end? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Um, uh, I mean, again, like he was cruising. Um, and then he got into a little bit of trouble, took him out, and then Ottavino kind of like just, there was a lot of like dinks and dunks. You know, just like these balls that really shouldn't have been hits just fell in. So I, I, I don't really poo-poo anyone in that situation. It's just like really bad luck. Um, I will have to say that I tweeted out something. So, um, and then kind of jinxed him. Like I had like this gif going on of just Eovaldi and then like, you know, the, the sunglasses coming down <laughs> and being like, deal with it. And then shit went down. So I take blame for what yeah. happened. So it's definitely your fault. It's totally my fault. Um, so you mentioned Ottavino, uh, his second straight uh, tough appearance. He has a 3.35 ERA uh, on the season, though. And he really kind of just goes through these streaks, right? Where he just struggles for a bit and then he's absolutely lights out for a bit and kind of goes back and forth. Do you think that they should start relying on um, guys who are a little bit more consistent in these high leverage situations, or do you still feel confident using Ottavino there? Um, I'm still confident. I just think this is like a really, really bad run, um, especially with uh, this game, Saturday. Uh, Saturday's game, it, it, yeah, he was getting hit around, but it was just... Like, just how, I don't know how they found grass, but they did. It was just kind of one of those things. But I don't really know if I feel confident enough. Maybe Josh Taylor. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm still I'm still fine 
relying with Ottavino in high leverage situations in the eighth. So I think um, I forgot to ask this, but with Valdez coming up and performing like that, do you think that gives um, those kind of like six, seven innings a bit more backup and maybe start using Josh Taylor and Whitlock more in those like seventh, eighth inning roles? Um, I, I mean, this so. is, this was like the best yeah. that we've seen Phillips Valdez. So I don't know if we can rely yeah, on yeah, anything yeah. that good going forward, but just kind of curious how you think that helps the bullpen. Um. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I need to see Valdez just do it just a little bit more than just the than just this game. I mean, kudos to him um, for for totally stepping up. Um, but I mean, Josh Taylor and Garrett Will- Whitlock have just looked extremely great this season. So if things do change, I'm not going to be upset about it. But I still like Adovino, um in the eighth inning. I just like the fact that we can have a conversation where there's multiple options. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> that's just, that's it's been a while, so it feels good. I get, yep. Uh, moving on to the finale, game four today. Martin Perez versus Domingo Herman, And uh, this one, for a long time, looked like it was going to turn out very poorly for the Red Sox. Um, Domingo Herman took a no-hitter into the eighth, where it was promptly ruined, starting off with an Alex Verdugo double. And things just got worse from there. Red Sox ended up with five hits, all in the eighth, five runs, and took the game five four. Uh, Martin Perez uh, was pretty solid. Um, six hits in six innings, three earned runs, two walks, six strikeouts. What did you think of Perez? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just thought that this was just prototypical uh, Perez. Just you know what you expect from him. Nothing spectacular, but nothing too awful. Kind of keeps you in the game. Um, I mean, it was kind of embarrassing that we were almost no hit by Domingo Herman, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it was totally fine for Perez. It's kind of what I expected. Yeah, uh, pretty much exactly what you're just looking to get out of your um, your fifth starter there. Um Yaxel Rios worked three out of four games in this series, and he started off pretty rough uh, in his first few outings with the Red Sox, had an ERA of like over six for a really long time. It's now down to four and a half, uh, and he has only given up runs in two of his last nine appearances, or actually we can extend that even to another three more, 12 appearances. Um, How does he factor in the mix in the bullpen? Clearly, Cora likes him. Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, he's he's performed well. This is definitely not what I expect w- expected. Uh, um, but it's like it's it's really good. Um, uh, not to have like Matt, Matt Andrews and other guys like that back there. Um, yeah, I'm I've I've been really really impressed with him. I mean, it sucks that Soramora just went late in on the IL. Um, uh, with like triceps informa- inflammation, but just having Rios there, um, he's he's been surprisingly good. And like you said, Cora has really, really trusted him. And if Cora trusts him, I think that I need to trust him as well. Yeah, that's a pretty good barometer. I feel kind of the same way. I am just happy that, like you said, Andres and Bryce are not being used, and we have people who can get outs. Yep. 
Uh, all right, so Red Sox take it three to one. Uh, who is your series MVP? I'm going to have to give it to Phil, uh, Valdez. Um, with that game on yeah. Saturday, I just, I mean, there were a lot of like good performances, but that was totally unexpected and totally was just amazing. I'm going to go with Devers, who had six hits and two homers in the series, but I think Valdez is actually a really good pick for him to be in that spot against Cole and deliver like that. That was huge. Yeah. Huge for the Red Sox in the series. All right. Uh, we will take a break, come back, and preview the series against Toronto. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, up to date, Major League Baseball standings. Red Sox leading the division, one game ahead of the Rays, who lost today. Uh, the Yankees, nine back. Blue Jays, nine and a half. Baltimore, 26 back. Another four-game series here for the Red Sox, this time against Toronto. Pitching matchups look like Nick Pavetta versus Thomas Hatch. Garrett Richards versus Robbie Ray again. Tanner Houck versus Steven Matz. And then Eduardo Rodriguez versus Sean Jin Ryu. Some pretty interesting pitching matchups there. Yeah. Uh, what are you expecting from uh, the Red Sox pitchers here? I know I'm assuming you're probably going to mention something about Richards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel great, except when it comes to Richards. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, Pavetta versus Thomas Hatch, I, I feel kind of okay. Um, it, it's just... With Pavetta and Richards, I'm extremely scared about going up against the Blue Jays. And um, with Hauk, with how he performed against the Yankees, I feel a little bit better. Um, but the Blue Jays are just a team that absolutely smashes the ball. Um, so really, any pitchy matchup against the Blue Jays, I'm always scared. So it should be interesting um, with just everyone. Yeah, I feel uh, really good about Tanner Hogg for Steven Matz. Uh, Matz is having just an awful yeah. year. Um, I don't know anything about Thomas Hatch, but I'm going to guess, um, you know, I feel good about Pavetta in that matchup there. Richards and Ray, we thought was going to be a disaster last time, and, and Richards completely out, well, I guess matched Ray, but did did enough to um, <laughs> give up one less run and then got the win. Uh, and then Rodriguez was for you. I feel... Good about that. Ryu's really good, having a great season. Eduardo Rodriguez has looked really solid in his most recent stats, but obviously, you know, coming off of the headache stuff. Um, that lineup, though, 
it's starting to get healthy. They had a lot of injuries in the beginning of the year. They now have George Springer back, um, and they have uh, Gritchuk back and Lotus Gurriel Jr. back. Mm-hmm. It is a really tough one through nine that this this Toronto team throwing out there, and it is kind of a shame that it is just being murdered by poor pitching in a bullpen because this this would be a really fun playoff lineup to watch if they had the pitching to complement it. So um, they've just been hammering the ball. They're probably going to continue to do that. Now really like the top five are really tough outs. Um, this is, I mean, this is going to be, it's, it's a long series. So Red Sox pitching is going to need to, going to need to be there for that. So. Yep. Um, that's kind of all of the notes that I had. Um, Let's just get into the predictions then. Awesome. Uh, what do you think? Oh, boy. Um, I think that we split the series uh, two out of four. Um, because, I mean, I know that the trading deadline is this week, and both of our teams kind of need pitching. Both, you know, the the, the Sox and the Blue Jays, right? But I don't think if there's any other pitchers that are acquired, um, unless it's a bullpen guy, uh the bullpen uh, piece, I don't think that we'll see any of them, which might help the other team if anyone acquires anyone. But just, you know, keep in mind that the trading deadlines this week, so it, sh- it, yep. it could change things. Yeah, Toronto is four games back of the wild card, which isn't a lot, but they do have to jump the Yankees within their division, and there's uh, three teams ahead of them. So there, it is an uphill climb. I'm curious because there's been a little bit of like mumbling about Robbie Ray being traded mm-hmm. um I would I would love it if that happened before he pitched against Richards um, <laughs> yes. but it would probably would be like more of a deadline thing there but um it's it's wild to see where they are with their record and then their run differential is plus <laughs> their run differential is plus 86 it's crazy and the team's ahead of them Seattle, who um, is a game and a half back, or well, I mean Oakland, so they're sitting in the wild second wild card position is plus thirty nine, and then Seattle's minus fifty two. The Yankees are plus five, and then all the rest of the teams behind them are minus thirty or worse. It's <laughs> just kind of hilarious how much the pitching has just ruined Toronto's season. Yep, yep, it's it's crazy. Going to be a tough series. I'm going to go feeling optimistic i'm gonna go three out of four for the red Sox. okay love it who is your uh prediction for series mvp um i'm gonna go with kike like he has just been just kind of really on i know just really on fire so i'm going with i'm just gonna go with him that's a good pick i'm gonna go tanner hauk love it um just coming off that game against the Yankees. I know this is going to be a tough lineup, but I feel like he'll be able to get deeper into it, maybe into the sixth, and just have another great great outing. Yep, love it. All right, that's going to do it for us. You can find us both over the Monster, where we did a, um, a show that kind of hinted at the roundtable from last week, which was what should the Red Sox prioritize heading into the trade deadline. I agreed with her. I also said pitching. I feel like we were in the minority because there's a lot of people that want to upgrade at first. But you can go check out all of the different suggestions that the over the monster folks had and you can find us both on twitter you can find me at the spoken keats and you can find shelly at shelly v underscore six four three thanks for listening we'll be with you later in the week peace
Thanks. Thanks.